Okay. Hello, Hello everyone. Are we starting? Hi, brothers. Hi, sisters. Hi, friends. Look what I'm wearing today. It is GGV merch. Which one is this? The classic this is uh, the Jesus tea. Classic baby Jesus tea. I love this tea. We have Take this. Take your jacket off for a minute and show. Well, I don't you need, need to a spray do all tan. that. Sorry. Hey, guess hey. what she said to me? What did she say to you? <laughs> what did she, she say? She told me that I need to be more edgy. I did not yes, say you, you needed did. to be more edgy. I said, you, you said, you said, do you think I need to be more edgy? And I said, you don't need to be. I love your style. Could you add a little more edge? Sure. Why Sometimes. Why do you feel that way? Though? I don't feel that way. I, I, we, I, like you don't how? have to be edgy. Like, you don't think I'm cool? Like, I think you're really cool. You don't have edge. <laughs> you're not edgy. <laughs> You hear her? Do you hear you're, this? You're not. You're edgy on the inside. You don't look edgy. You don't look like you could. Okay, you when know. I wear my Levi's and like my my cool like leather coat, you don't think that's cool? It's a Zara leather coat. It's like brown. It's so not how like can biker. I, how leather. could I be more edgy? You don't need to be more edgy. I'm not, I know that I don't need to be, but like, how could I? You want to be? I would. Um... Do you, do you think I look edgy? Yeah, I think you're cool. You, yeah, what did you say earlier? You said this was like... I said the def- you look cool. You said this is like the definition of our friend. Like, yeah. What I'm just You're like in- always in leather pants and I'm in like... What would you say? Like, you know, neutral. Do you think I'm like dark? No, I think you're cool. You don't like a chunky shoe. I will say that. You, you will <laughs> never see me in a chunky shoe or a flip-flop. You will never see me in a flip flop, but you you don't even like my UGG slippers that have a platform. You should always say what she wears these thick UGG like slip ons. She looks like the grandfather from um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love height. Like, I like getting a little height. I do too. I do too. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? We love you so much. GGB episode. Eight? I think ten. No. I think we're past ten, actually. I think we might be on eleven. How was your week? Good. What did I do? What did I do? This is the this is a literal my worst question. What did I do? I think it's because we Oh, we tried going out Saturday. Do you remember? We left the house. We were gonna go to the beach. We left the house. And take a photo of her twirling me around on the beach. We had this whole idea and then we leave the house and realize sunset was in twenty minutes and we look at each other and go. We tried. <laughs> so we went back home. Um, but other than that, nothing. Just been in the Bible. Me too. Go us. <laughs> All right, so today, what did you do this week? Sorry, I was going to move on before asking. That's so rude of you, me. Well, let's move on. We know what happened to me. What happened Guys, to you? Guys, somebody, I, I go oh. to my car and somebody smashed my window, stole everything out of my car. Please pray for these people in L.A. And let's try not to defund the police because I couldn't even get a cop to my house to make a police report. My Lord. Oh, my gosh. That is the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> no, it's so true. That's I'm so sorry that happened to you. I mean, just know that God will restore and replenish every single thing that was stolen from you and all the money lost and everything. And I'm really sorry. That's the most invasive, terrifying thing, anything that could ever happen. Thank you. You're welcome. So today, guys, we're going to talk about something that is our most requested topic that people want us to talk about. Relationships. Relationships. Romantic relationships, dating, 
we our DMs are flooded with questions about for uh, and advice about yeah. relationships. We just want to have like a little conversation, yeah. open conversation with you guys and talk about it. So today, out of the Bible, we're gonna start in Genesis. We're gonna start in the very beginning, Genesis chapter two, right after God created the heavens and the earth and the universe and everything. We are going to read um, in chapter two where he created Adam and Eve. And we thought, what better place than to go to the very beginning, the first relationship in the Bible, mm-hmm. the first marriage. Yeah. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter two, verse four. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. And the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, but there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face on the ground. And the Lord God formed man of dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Cool. So that's how God made Adam. That was the first human that he ever made, created. And it's so beautiful. Isn't it? Life in God's garden. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man." Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Cool. (laughs) That is the start of humanity, Adam and Eve. I love when he says, then the rib. Like, I because I really feel like that. Like, a woman is literally your rib. If you have a good woman by your side. hmm. Yeah. She's like the foundation, the the structure. And a lot of men these days don't even realize that. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about in terms of relationships and we can, this can go like one of many ways. I think I really wanted to say that, so we already did uh, an episode on relationships and I think that relationships are going to, is going to be a topic, like a continuing topic that will go over many times. Um, Just like mental health might be too, because it's an ongoing conversation. But I will say that our first episode, we were so new to it and we were so timid and we were not being as bold as we are now because we were in a space of being like, we want everyone to feel included and we don't want to offend anyone. And there are some things that we said that I I said, at least in the first episode, that I want to be clear on like my stance on. For example, like, like our opinion 
if it doesn't align with scripture is invalid it's null and yeah, void yeah I, I that's so weird you that you that said too? that yeah what did you say though well i said something like i'm talking about people living together before I said marriage that, not no you. we both did because you said you know your sister did it and it worked and i said to each their own like right we were just very we said what we think but right. we were kind of like but you know whatever works for you it's very clear what the bible says about it right. it's not what god wants for us I know. and and i get him mm-hmm. and it's something that i've done in my past multiple times of living with somebody um <clears throat> that i was in a relationship with so i just want to be clear on that and like yeah it's so funny that you said that, that i thought that yeah i mean we're so new we like didn't want to offend anybody i know now we don't even care well yeah because we know that we- what the bible says if you follow god you have to go by the word um so we have so many questions yeah um what uh what do you look for in a man (laughs) what do i look for in a man yeah i actually wrote this down wow um i want what i look for in a man is i well uh, a christ-like man a man of god i want secure and trustworthy i want someone to lead me Mm. when i can feel safe I can drop from my mind to my heart and you will literally get the most beautiful, best version of me. Um, And I think men like really need to understand this. Like when we don't feel like when we have to like fend for ourselves, we, we go into our masculine energy and we're not like our full, beautiful feminine selves. And I think it's just really important to have a, when a man can lead you, it will be the most beautiful relationship. Yeah. Um, hardworking is a huge one for me. I need a worker. I need someone that is like, no. Absolutely. Um, I want a good listener. And I really, you know what is really important for me too? I want someone giving. Mm. I need someone that's giving and just like, you know what, here you go. Like what's, what's mine is yours. Like that to me is so beautiful. I want someone, um, that really accepts me Mm -hmm. and is patient with me, Mm. you know, that sees my flaws and thinks it's so beautiful because I have a lot of them. I, I'm not, I am so imperfect. I want someone to look at me and be like, it's okay. Yeah. Not critique me and criticize me on it. Absolutely not. Um, And just a family man. Someone who really just, like, has strong values. Who isn't, like, who doesn't, oh, I want to be with the boy. Like, I I want someone who has a strong friendship. Friendships, too. When I see a guy that has really good a manhood, like, Like really. brotherhood. Yeah, a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Really strong friendships. That's important to me. But I want someone who just sees the value in family and um and children I think we talk a lot about that like where I'm from people are having families that like you know they start at like 26 27 like that's the most important thing to them and I think because it's so important to have a good woman to have a family like I don't know that's just a hundred percent what do you look for in a man all the things you you just mentioned tattoos I (laughs) I love tattoos Um, no, I, what I look for in a man is everything that you mentioned, a man of God. I was thinking about this a lot before Mm -hmm. today that like, cause 
in, I'll have to get the scripture, but in Second Corinthians, Paul says that it's not good for you to be unequally yoked. It's not good for you to enter a marriage or a relationship with somebody who is not equally yoked with you, of not, not of the same faith, religion, and not at the same level. And it's like, what does, what can righteousness and what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Why would you be with someone who's not like you and who doesn't believe in what you believe in and we had so many questions of like what do you do when you're unequally yoked should I pursue this is this okay and I'm just here to say that every relationship I've had in my life up until right now have been every guy was Christian but like there's a big difference between being Christian because your family's Christian and being a true follower of Jesus and you're actively pursuing Come on God. somebody. Come on somebody <laughs> and you're actively pursuing Jesus. It's the most important thing. And I am here to say do not settle. Do not compromise. It is not up to you especially if you're a woman and if you're a guy like it's not your job to carry someone through the faith. Yes, we inspire each other and we like refine help each other get refined and and like but it is not our job to push somebody to love Jesus. No, it's it's an for for all, for all those questions that you ask, it's it should be a non-negotiable. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's my non-negotiable. And especially it, as a woman, you need someone that can, a man should be leading you. If he's not bringing you closer to God, then that's not from God. No, it's not. Unfortunately. It's, I was thinking we should talk about like the, what, what are red flags that you think? Like, um, in a man. Yeah. Like for me, my number one red flag, I think is if, if obviously if someone's not actively pursuing Jesus, but like you will know within the first hour of talking to someone where they are in their faith. Absolutely, yeah. Because what you talk about first is what holds the most value to you. And, like, I know, like, I cannot get in a conversation with someone without bringing Jesus up. Me either. You know? know? I know. And we've we've had so many dinners with people where we, you know, we want to talk about faith. It's the most important thing in our lives. And people kind of are looking at us like... Yeah, oh, 100%. All the time. And I just, so you'll know, like, you you can tell where someone is in their faith just by the way they talk about it. Um, That's my biggest red flag. What's what's your other ones? Um, You know what a big red flag is? Or a non-negotiable. Yeah. Well, a big red flag that I'm thinking of, like, just in early stages of dating is somebody who talks about Someone who talks about their exes, period, that there's something weird there, but somebody who talks about their exes negatively. Like, why is every person you've ever dated the worst person ever? Like, either, one, you can't be trusted because your sense of judgment is completely off, or you're the problem. And that's just the truth. Yeah, and I just think when you talk super negatively about your ex, it just shows your character. Yeah. Like... You're going to do that to me then. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I w- and I would just never lead with that. I'm trying to think what other red flags there are. I definitely think somebody with no... I mean, I guess we're talking about red flags for men. We can talk about them for women too. But a guy with no, like you said, no uh, real, like, strong male friendships. Oh, it's when... Yeah. If a guy only has girlfriends, like... Something is wrong. It's just when you have a lot of solid friends, you can tell. It just shows, like, yeah. he's a strong, good guy. Yeah. It, brotherhood mm. is so important for men. Yeah. I think another red flag is, like, when... The, for me, control. Mm. I cannot 
stomach when a man is controlling. I don't tolerate it. It's the biggest turnoff for me. If you're going to tell me I can't go out with my girlfriends, and it's vice versa. Like, I, for me, like... I think when you're in a relationship, yeah, you're in a partnership, but you still need to have separate lives. 100%. Like, like if I'm in a relationship, I want you to go out with your friends, go on vacation with your friends. If you don't trust them, then you shouldn't be in a partnership with them. Yeah. Like, I'm just such a firm believer. So I know a lot of people that they're like, oh, no, I'm not letting her go. Like, I, I don't know. Like, no, let let people be and if they're going to do something, you're going to find out. Yeah. I'm big on that, actually. Really big on individuality in a relationship. Yeah, I'll lose my mind. Yeah. I get really freaked out yeah. and suffocated if I lose my individuality. Yeah. When they're controlling with your girlfriends and things like that. What I, what I love about your boyfriend is he's just so... He loves me so much. Like, he looks at me like a sister. Literally. Like, he's always constantly checking on me. He's there for me. He roots for you. He loves when you're with your friends. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. that is so special. Yeah, it's just very secure. I think a red flag in, I guess, a non-negotiable for men and for women would be um, somebody who is not clear in what they want and not absolutely intentional. When I meet a guy, we've talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but, like, when I meet somebody who is of, like, who's over whatever, a certain age, and they're telling me that they're not yet ready for marriage and for children. Oh, I'm just like, please. what are you talking Actually, about? Actually, why didn't we say that in the beginning? That is the biggest red flag. I'm sorry, but no, it's just like, I... you want to be with someone that's very clear. And today we're here to tell you that like you need to be really bold in who you're going to date and don't compromise and don't settle because there are a lot of people out there who will waste your time and mess you around and just like not be good enough to you and like you don't stand for that if if they're not clear from the beginning you're if, if you're not with a man of god who really values mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about just a, a like someone who goes to church with his parents if you're not with a true man of god who really values family and children and marriage and in a in a woman you're wasting your time. There's don't waste your time. I don't care how much you love them. Do, do not waste your time because they will waste yours. Mm. There's something called the nuclear family unit. The family unit together. And this is the thing I'm probably most passionate about. And you might say, like, well, then why don't you have a family and are married? Well, because that's not God's plan for me yet. I, if I found the person that God wants me to marry, I, like, I would have been married. I'm not waiting because I'm not ready. I just haven't found him. And I'm absolute or maybe I ha I don't know. I just am not willing to settle or compromise. Like, I know that God has something so incredible for me and I'm going to wait for it. And that's just that's just yeah. The I get line. the same question. Why aren't you guys married yet? Because that's not in God's plan right now. If that, I mean, it's, like, it's, if it's it came not, up, yeah. If God came knocking on my door and said, "This is the dude I have for yeah. you," I'm like, I'm with it. But it, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. For me, having a strong family unit is the most important thing of life. No, really, like. Yeah, I think it's so important to have your own as a woman and to be strong and to, to, to work. I mean, you and I, we love to work, but I think it's so beautiful to be a mother and take care of the kids and the, and the husband comes home. For, I, I just, I love the roles. So 1 Timothy 5.8 says in the Bible, But if any provide not for his own, 
And especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So a man Mm. who doesn't provide for his own household is worse than an unbeliever. And being an unbeliever of Jesus is a really bad sin. It's really bad. God is saying that is worse than an unbeliever. Can you believe that? It is. I mean, I'm just I'm so glad you just said that scripture because I really feel like I don't want to shed negative light today. I really don't. Um, But I think it's just a huge thing. We're all like women and just even men are dealing with in in 2023. I mean, look at our grandparents. Mm -hmm. They didn't deal with this stuff. Why? Because they weren't like on, you know dating apps and Instagram, you know, scrolling and thinking that they can have something better. Yeah, so true. You know, they found a girl, they they committed to them, and that was that's what's, what was important. Now that's like we've lost that. Oh, of course. We've lost what is important. We want to, like, go to bars and, and hang out with a bunch of girls and, and our guys. It's like, it's just, yeah. It's not what God intended. It isn't. Yeah, this this specific scripture about saying that if you don't provide for your own house, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's different in other places in the country and in the world, but we live in LA where there's there's an influx of, I'm sorry to say, but a lot of it has to do because it's not just men's fault. A lot of it has to do with modern day feminism and it, the idea that mm. <clears throat> that like. You know, women should have their own, and they absolutely should. I do. Ari does. That we absolutely do. But like we, there, we also want a life where the a man should provide for his household, and that is the bottom line. And again, it's everybody's fault. It's not just men's fault. It's, we know women a- have perpetuated it. But you know what? Since we talk so much about guys, let's talk about women because we didn't really cover that last time. Yeah. In what ways do you think it's important for a woman to serve her boyfriend or husband? Why don't you go first? Well, there's many different takes that we can have. I mean, first, we can talk about emotionally. I think it is our job, our duty to build our men up. Like, I think that we have the power literally to, like, they're the leaders, but we, have you ever heard the thing that the man is the head, but the woman is the neck? He makes all the decisions, but we guide him. You need that. Of course. I I think that, like, as women, we have the ability to make or break our husband's confidence, and we, like, if... It's up to us to, like, speak life to them. I think that's our main purpose is to speak speak life. life. And um, because I know I've been in relationships where I didn't necessarily speak life because when somebody is doing wrong, it's hard to speak life to them. It's easy to criticize them. But through the grace of God and the power in Jesus, you're able to have, like, enough wisdom and maturity to be able to speak life to the parts of them that aren't fruitful and where they're not doing well. Yeah, and I think, you know, for a man, like, he, when he's working, it's tough. Like, yeah. they have, men have a lot on their plate when they're at work. A lot of stress. Like, they, you know, that's their job. Like, they have to be hard workers. They have to bring home the money. And I think 
it's our job to just be so supportive and like give them that encouragement. I'm so proud of you. Send them little texts through the day. I'm really proud of you. Be patient with them. Know that if they're coming home from a 14 hour day, maybe they're not going to be in the best spirits. Right. And just to be there and just, just to be their rock and to be patient and to understanding and not to be like, well, I need this and I need love and I need, you know, we, we tend to do that because we're women and we're emotional and we need love, but just to be, you know, so true. I love that you say that. And you know what? Men so often like don't love the way that we do. Like a lot of the time they are not as emotional as we are. They're not as affectionate as we Mm -hmm. are. Um, and so to like constantly badger them is not going to get that affection out of them. And that's the truth. Like I've heard it so many times that guys, I remember a guy said this to me and I was like, wow, this is the blueprint for men. He literally goes, all I want in this relationship is to be left alone. (laughs) Yeah. And and then that will make them come to you. A hundred percent. It'll make them come to you. Like God, like this is just basic, basic psychology for everybody. The more you suffocate someone, the more they're going to push you away Mm -hmm. and want to get away from you. The more you give somebody space to be their free selves, they will come after, they'll come after you. Trust me. It's a scary thing to like let go and give distance and give them their space because you think you're going to lose them. And if you have a tight grip, you'll keep them. It's the opposite. Let them go. Give a little space. You give them the freedom to come to you with that Mm -hmm. affection. Mm -hmm. Um, And just and just really, I think it's so important to have your own life when you have your own life and your own friends and your own. It's really like just yeah, just like when you have your own life and you don't make your life theirs constantly. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a great that's a good advice also. Um, I think a good way to I mean, the most important thing you can do as a woman for your man is pray for him like stay in prayer for him because oftentimes like men are supposed to lead us but sometimes they're like too prideful to pray that's what I've noticed with most men is not that they're like lack of like loving Jesus it's their it's pride gets in the way because they're like I'm strong I'm a man I don't need to like surrender and pray so that's wrong but pray for him Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to support him guys don't really get compliments Mm. so just giving them a compliment you know, after a long day or and things you. like that. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. I know you're going through a lot, but I'm here for you. Yeah. How can I pray for you today? Mm. You know, things like that. Like goosebumps. That's do. really sweet. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Because it's just, I really think it's the little things. And, and I think, it too, when you're in a relationship for a long time, you lose these things. Like these small Acts of kindness and sweetness that really would make a big difference, you know? You know what else? What I, so what's really important to me also is family. Um, I, you know, I love my family so much. And like, whenever I would see my, my, my other partners, like my sister, my little sister, she's my life. And so when they would create a relationship with her and check up on her, Mm -hmm. that meant the absolute world to me. And then when they would check up on my mom, how are you? Like those little things. So for me, the person that I'm with, you know, your family's the biggest thing to you, right? So making them a part of your fam- family mm-hmm. and, and checking up on them and being there for them, I think that is so important. Oh, I think that's so important. Uh, you know, creating a relationship with the mother and the father and just becoming one, I just think. It's effort. You don't, you don't ever, because if you're with someone... 
that's your that becomes your family as well. So you never want to just like abandon the family. You mm. want to really put effort into them also. I think that's a huge one. That's if, yeah. Yeah. A great way to love me is to love my family. That's perfectly well said. Yep. Yeah, it's all about effort too. I think um we live in a time where everybody's so selfish and we are so self-serving and I don't know about other places in the country, but like we live in a place like LA where it's all about what people can do for you and where they can bring you. And Mm -hmm. is this good for my career? It's like weird. It's It's, so sick. It's so weird. It's, I mean, me and Ari truly are. We feel like we're in, we're in, we're in a Babylon movie. No, literally. I'm so happy that I went through so much in my life because of, I have such compassion yeah. and I don't have that selfish bone in my body. I, you t- you are so much like that. Like we literally will give our last dollar to someone. Like yeah. we're like, just take it. Like, yeah, being selfish is truly not what God ever wants. Um, it's not good. It's not good at all. That I think that's the number one thing you really need to look at when you're in a relationship. Are they selfish? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, are they starving you of love? You Ooh. actually said that, and I was like, whoa, yes, like starving you of affection. Yeah, starving you of your love language. Um, what is your love language, by the way? It's changed actually. All of them. But physical touch is always at a number one. Like, you can say whatever you want to me, but if you're not, like, holding my hand, I don't believe you. I know. I love to cuddle. Yeah, physical touch. And then it used to be words of affirmation, and it is. Like, I need to hear how somebody feels about me. But I almost feel like acts of service has taken precedent over that because I just feel like if you're willing to go out of your— because, like— you can talk all you want, but if you're willing to go out of your way for someone and like put yourself out to make somebody else's life easier, that's true love. It really, really is. Like you have no idea how much it means to us when like say something happens with our car or, you know, just anything. And and we feel so safe to call you Mm. and you guys will be right there to help us and be the man and be so masculine and just take care of it. You know what I like, too, about men? Not men. One man. You know what's important in a man is what I'm trying to say is someone who, because, like, we're going to have problems. We're going to do stuff. I like a man who doesn't make me feel bad. Like, Mm. I like a man how the other day I stopped on the side of the road and I ran out of gas. Luckily, Ari was with me, so she filled the tank. But, like, if I wasn't with you, I would have called my man. And I promise you, 100% guarantee, he would have come with a smile on his face, filled up my tank, whatever he was doing, and he would not have put me down. He would have not have made me feel bad. And there's a lot of men and women who, like, will take a small inconvenience like that and be like, oh. Like, uh, you really, like, why didn't you think? Why didn't you think to get gas? You saw the light. You know what I mean? And, like, that's not, I don't like that. I want a man who's, like, just cute and patient. Like, just be, I don't know. There's just, you have, as a man, the ability to make a woman's life so much easier 
And I just like when somebody chooses to do that. I actually remember we were in the car. Yeah, we were going to dinner and Angela forgot to put gas in her tank, which I, by the way, have done that many times. No, I didn't forget. I saw the light. I just like living life (laughs) on the edge. I went a couple days. It is my fault. (laughs) And I did not think I would be able to to get gas and put it in the tank. But that I will tell you, and I, I love this about myself. I am so masculine when it comes to cars. I can fix a tire and I I can put gas in. It's incredible. I, it's the one thing I've learned about myself this past year because I've had to do everything on my own because I have I've been single. Um, and you called Christian and you told him and I was expecting him to be like, how could you not think? I know. Like, how could you be so irresponsible? And he was like, oh, babe, you are you you good? Like, I'll be right there. Like, yeah. I'll, let me get some gas. I, and I was looking at him, looking at you on the phone. And I was like a true man that is a true man. you know what let's be open and honest about it i've this is what i was getting to earlier how i've like gone most of my life dating guys who are technically christian and i'm like dragging them being like oh, read the bible with me please <laughs> let me read you john <laughs> like begging them to pray with me and then i'm finally this is why you don't settle because i'm i'm dating somebody who is the truest, true, true man of God I've ever met in my entire life loves Jesus. If I wasn't in the picture, he would love Jesus just as much. And it is a game changer. He is the best person I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. He doesn't have a selfish bone in his body. He would never put me down for forgetting to put gas in the car. He's just there to, like, be happy, love me right, love me the way God loves us, like unconditionally, not because I can do anything for him, but because he just genuinely loves me and like wants to make my life easier and wants me to be happy. Like he just wants me to be happy. Yeah. The one thing that we never want when we're in a relationship is to like, when you're, when you don't feel good about yourself and you feel like less, less of a woman, I think that might be a red flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're just not really feeling like your best self, you know, I, I, I I know, like, even, I mean, I don't even know why I'm bringing you in the picture, because you're my best friend. We're not in a relationship, (laughs) right? But um, you're, you're my person. Yeah, you are really my person. And I will just give put you as an example. I like that. All right. (laughs) You bring out the absolute most beautiful version of myself. I feel smart. I feel just so good and alive when I'm with you. (laughs) I do. And you have shown me that it's okay to say stupid things once in a while. It's okay that I'm not perfect and I kind of stumble sometimes and I'm clumsy and I'm a little forgetful. You have shown, I, I as I'm saying this, like I just, I, I have this on my heart to just say that Jesus really brought you into my life at a time where I thought I was not enough. Like I thought, I'm telling you this year, I thought I was just, not like, and I've said this to you, I, I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't think I was athletic enough. And you have truly brought made, made me see the light. And I now walk with such confidence and boldness. I've said this in, an, in another episode, but yeah, you have truly shown me that if you are with the right person, 
you will carry yourself. Mm. When you're with someone who is putting you down mm-hmm. and critiquing you and, and this and that, you're going to start to act like that. But when you're with someone who's patient and is like, it's okay, like you will want to learn things, you will want to do new things, you'll, you'll be confident, you'll feel alive, you'll, you know, you ever hear that thing where someone's like, when somebody says something enough to you, you'll start to believe mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Well, that goes in relationships. That even goes in friendships, if I'm being honest. Yeah. That's why you have to be very careful who you're surrounding yourself with. That's why we're, we only have a little tight circle. Yeah. Wow. You honestly just freed so many people by saying that because it's so true that people can destroy your confidence Mm -hmm. for no reason. And a lot of the time it's because they're insecure. Most of the time it's because they're insecure. Anybody who's continually putting you down for things that are somewhat out of your control and that are harmless and you're obviously not doing it on purpose, they are don't get me started. I'm going to start saying some mean things. Like, they, I I cannot deal with those people at all. And there's so many people. Be paid. Don't make somebody feel worse about something than they already do. That's what you and I, I said it last week about you, how sometimes I'll make a wrong turn, almost crash, hit the curb, like drive up on the thing that I'm not supposed to drive on. And every time I look at you in in preparation of you being like, like, what's wrong with you? And every time you're like, Like, you never make me feel bad because you don't want to because you don't have that within yourself that you get off on making people feel bad about themselves. Can I say one more thing about you? Um, Something that I've learned. I'm going to just say this. I sometimes I can be a little bit impatient. Like, I'll be like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You are truly the most patient person I have ever met. Like, it is it is so Christ-like. I can't even tell you guys. The way she handles people, even, like, me. Like, you're a lot more patient than I am. Um, but you, if someone if someone is doing something that's really, like, annoying, I see what you do. And please, you guys should really learn from this because it's, it's so good for relationships. Can you just say what you do? She almost, you take a deep breath, and I think you're just, like, what do you do? Do you, just, do you like, so, like, tell us what you do? Because now every time something bothers me or annoys me that someone does, I literally think about you and I'm like, and I, and I handle it so much different. And then when I do, when I do what you do, when I just talk in a calm voice, it diffuses everything. Yeah. And the whole situation is just like so calm and nice. And you know, you know what? Thanks for, for bringing that up. First of all, thank you. I love you so much. I just want to start off with saying that this is only the patience is only a product of being close to Jesus. Like, period. I was not always like this. I have had my fair share of toxic relationships. Like, I really have. I have been in screaming matches. I have really acted in ways that, God forbid, like, I would be very embarrassed for anybody to have heard it or to have seen it. As I've gotten older, I've learned so much about people in general, but especially men. I know now, like, men are very simple creatures. I know that men do not respond well to being nagged. They don't respond to it at all. They don't respond to criticism. They don't respond to, like, attitude. Mm. They don't want to, even if we're right, having an attitude with a man is the worst thing you can ever do. You're never going to win unless you have a man with like truly absolutely no spine. Mm -hmm. And that's like not a relationship you want to be in anyways. Like 
men respond to us being feminine. Like that's to us, like coming to them with in a calm voice and speaking our minds. Like we have the, I truly believe that women are so, this is what feminine feminism should be. Like we are the most powerful, um, be like, we are able to control situations by just being Being, calm and being kind and being sweet. Yeah. And that's all. I just know that. Like, I know what men respond to. Yeah. And it's never attitude. They don't want to hear it. And listen, it just sounds like this to them. Yeah. And listen, we, we don't take BS. Like, oh, we, absolutely not. Whatever. And also, if we're in something where we're, our needs aren't getting met. Absolutely. And the man isn't stepping up after a certain amount of time. Like, girls, don't sit there and be in it and nag and fight and and why and what what do I do and should I be patient and should I stay absolutely not you take a deep breath and you say to myself I'm worth more than this I know my value I'm a valuable woman or I'm a valuable man and you walk yeah absolutely because you don't want to learn the hard way and stay in something and then you're like oh my god I nagged him and I kept you know yeah and and then you're gonna blame yourself for nagging even though you were right that you should have nagged because they weren't acting right but again it's like a it's like a catch-22 you deserve to nag because they're not doing right but you shouldn't nag because you're never gonna get what you want from them yeah I can't even believe we just reached an hour. I that it goes by so fast, and the problem is we didn't even get to like the question. One question, and that was our point. You know what we should do? Let's do a part two. Genius, absolutely genius. Let's do a part two, and we'll do we'll do this video, and then we'll do a part two, so we can answer all the questions for you guys and get everything covered because we really want to dive deep into it too. I know exactly, and that's that was honestly our point from the beginning. So. We love you guys. Cut this one. We love you guys so much. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you peace. Get our merch.